welcome to Not Watch Mojo, where your hosts, Casey and Amy, will count down 10 of their favorite TV moments each. Are they a top 10? No, because we do not do top 10s. You don't. <laughs> no, I refuse to rank things on basis of being better than other ones because it's too hard and I forget things. Welcome to Talk Nerdy to Me Baby! So wait, if it's not Watch Mojo, then what do we do? We count down 10 of our favorite movie moments each and therefore, sorry, TV moments and therefore talk about 20 TV moments. Oh, well, well that's handy because I happen to have a list of uh, 10 greatest TV moments that are my opinion, of my opinion, opinion. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to, talk, welcome to Talk Nerdy to Me, baby. Where welcome we are, to try to talk nerdy <laughs> to me. Where we say gibberish and people listen. Mostly gibberish is on my head. And mostly listen. <laughs> what? Uh, what? We, okay, this is... We're, we're in a slightly different setup, so we're just a little... Uh, yeah, all over I, the place. We're using my computer for this one. Whoa. Which means everything is topsy-turvy. Okay. <laughs> anyway, would you like to go first? Uh, sure. So, so we... Yeah, these are in no particular order. No particular just order. Just some of ten our moments that we liked, that we could think of off the top of our head, or by using a reference point of a list, and, uh, we don't know what each other put. Nope. It's more fun that way. Yes, and so, warning, there might be some spoilers in here, but we're also trying not to spoil each other on things that they don't want to be spoiled for. So if you hear something start to be mentioned that you don't think you know, you're welcome to use your skip ahead 30 seconds button and kind of jump ahead. Wow. Technology. Helping us avoid spoilers and also getting spoiled since internet. Yeah. I was like, I don't know when that started. Nope. But I know people got really up in arms about it recently. So, woo! All right. What's your first moment? So one of my first moments that... <laughs> Is uh, from Battlestar Galactica. Galactica? Yeah, Battlestar Galactica. It's one of my favorite shows of all time, and there's a lot of really, really great moments in it. But as I learned while trying to write this list from like pulling from my memory, I really like reveals, like the twists that you didn't see coming. And there's a lot of them in Battlestar Galactica by nature of the fact that like they're Cylons and you don't know who they are because they look like people, and it's all of this. They made me fun of me and, moving my hands. No, I'm just afraid of getting <laughs> hit in the face. Um, and there's just like a whole bunch of different things. And so one of the really cool things is uh, you get built up and built up and built up to like the final season where there's still five Cylons that we don't know what they look like. And there's a big reveal of like the final five being called together and suddenly like these characters that you're like, oh my gosh, you were a Cylon all along? And they're like, WTF, I was a Cylon all along? Because they don't know. They're Because Cylons are like sleeper agents. Also, it's not exactly like, uh, what's the one in Marvel, everyone's, the Skrulls. Oh, the Skrulls? Yeah. No. So the Cylons, um, the ones that are out and about uh, think they are human. Like, they're, they have memories, they have, like, all these, like, thoughts, and they have relationships, and they're, they, they hate the Cylons, and then, and this, like, big build-up moment, because we've been, like, looking for the final five, because, you know, there's five more models out there, 
you get the big reveal of like these characters being the bad guys and it's the reveal of them learning they're the bad guys and they're like that's all five at once mm -hmm. they all because they all like get called to it like some symbol so they all walk into the space in the ship and they look at each other and they're like what and so you have some of them who are like i'm gonna fully embrace this i'm evil and hate humanity thing and the other people are like no one can know it's really really good and it's a really good twist and it's like it you you can see the build up to it but then you're also like oh my god what season is this again uh i think it's the last season so i think it's four four point five this is they have very weird season orders because they got like season one season two season 2.5 season three movies <laughs> season four it was a it got a lot of things because it was a sci-fi channel thing but it's really good. I highly, highly recommend Valsa Galactica to anyone who likes sci-fi. What about you? Uh, so I'm going to start with uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Wow! Something we've never talked about on the show before. Yeah. Uh, so I have, I'm going to start with an honorable mention because uh, this was something I saw on the internet. Thought it was an episode I'd already seen and turned out to be the new episode at that time. Oh, yeah. That, that the internet got to me first. Uh, which <laughs> is spoilers. the part that, yes, everyone seems to have found on the internet and like introduces them to the show is the part where Jake has everyone lined up <laughs> and they start, he makes them all sing I Want It That yeah. Way <laughs> by Backstreet Boys. And it's just funny uh, having him have people lined up and go tell me why <laughs> but yeah so that is a moment that gets everyone that's gotten a lot of people into the show but i i think my favorite moment uh was because of so much build-up and it took the whole episode for a giant payoff and that is upsy downsies uh so you get a lot of character development and this sort of, uh, it's like them versus the SWAT teams or whatever, mm -hmm. and they're doing like a mock hostage situation. And uh, Hitchcock, or not Hitchcock, it's uh, Scully says, you should try upsy-downsies. He mentioned something about that, about holding the gun upside down. And that's what Jake ends up using to win the day of mm -hmm. the fake uh, hostage situation. So it's, boom, upsy downsies. Is this two of your moments, or is this? No, no, I'm picking like I really like that, but I'm picking the upsy downsies because okay. that. But I had to mention that I have one or two more instances of that where it's like I almost went with this, but here's why I'm going with this. Uh, but it, it's one of the best payoffs I've ever seen in an episode. That was really good. Uh, it's just like. It's very hard to do full circle moments in anything, let alone comedically. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, yeah, upsy downsies. My favorite moments, my favorite moments. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Then I am going to uh, jump to another uh, sci-fi-ish show. It's kind of like a sci-fi, kind of like a fantasy. Kind of falls in the middle. Um, Supernatural. Mm. I'm going to talk about one, which is probably one of my favorite episodes, but one of my favorite moments is from one of my favorite episodes, which is the episode uh, In My Time of Dying, 
which I knew you'd pick that one. Yeah, I can't help it. I really love that episode. There's like a couple, a handful of episodes that I know by name, by heart. But like in my time of dying, in my time of dying is definitely my favorite episode of Supernatural. But um, there's there's so many moments you could pick. Whether it's like the seance scene. Oh, I will pick <laughs> the seance scene. I also really love Tessa, like a Barnett. I adore her. And um, that's like the intro to her, and she has some great moments with Dean. But the big moment that I they really just have like, these moments where like we're gonna act now. Yep. <laughs> um, but I would say that my favorite thing is the big reveal that uh, John made a deal for Sam. Like that is acting. Like that moment of like that that whole thing of like from the moment he makes the thing to like them finding out and all of that is really really good. Like, it, it's strong acting, it's strong character arc and emotions, and it's so just... So that, that part is what you're going that with? That part is what I'm going with. Okay. Like, I love that whole episode. I could wax poetic about that specific episode for a long-ass time, but I want to go with the moment where they find out that John uh, made a deal. Yeah. I think as far as, like, uh, I'm dead and having an out-of-body experience, I think... They did. That's the best version I've seen of that. Mm-hmm. Also, you just get Jensen Ackles walking around with his little bow legs and his feet, and <laughs> it's just—it's adorable. Also, uh, let's see. You know what? I had one, and I just remembered one. I forgot to put on the list, and so it's knocking one out of a spot. Way. Too bad, Walking Dead. Oh. Okay. Make way for Drunk Monk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you've ever seen the show Monk, it's one of my favorites. And it always has a special place in my heart. Casey and I ha- both watched that independently of each other. Yep. And both enjoyed it. But you remember it better than I do. Yeah. Uh, my favorite moment from my favorite episode. My favorite moment. It's hard not to reference my D&D song that we did. Uh, but only like four or five people on this planet will understand. Uh, so I won't do it. But, so, uh, miss, it's called Mr. Monk Gets Drunk. And so if you don't know, uh, Monk, played by uh, Tony, Tony Shalhoub, yes, is, is a private consultant for uh, for the police force, mm-hmm. but he has extreme OCD. And I like how you stare into my eyes as you explain, I as if I do not know. I was using you as a an idea of someone to look to for the audience. Anyway... Uh, existentialism. Anyway, uh, so, <laughs> he is very uptight, very OCD, but he's the smartest detective. He's, he's, like, just, if Sherlock Holmes was an extreme germaphobe, which, I mean, he kind of was. Depends on yeah. which iteration. Uh, so, he is investigating uh, a murder in Napa Valley, which was supposed to be a vacation, but ends up turning into a case because As that's... the way. As our procedurals. Uh, but he plans to... He always has a moment of, here's what happened. And he explains the murder and how they did it uh, right in front of them. Mm-hmm. And then they get arrested. And that's, you know, that's that. Uh, and so he planned to uh, get a confession out of the murderer. Uh, and he was trying to get him drunk in order to coax information out of him. Uh, and he doesn't drink, so he has someone place uh, a non-alcoholic wine so he can pretend to drink with them but ha 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 they get switched and so he accidentally gets drunk 
And so his here's what happened is very muddled and very hilarious as he like he puts a teacup and saucer on top of a lampshade <laughs> and just like gets distracted and like almost like kisses the captain as he's trying to like do all these things. It's just it's one of the funniest moments and takes something that is such a staple of a show mm -hmm. and it's like, this is the one consistent thing we do and just botches it in the funniest way. Yeah. What I'm realizing as you speak is that we will have to do a follow-up episode of Favorite TV Moments because there are shows I forgot about until right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying that you'd take a while. I promise it won't take as long as the other one. That one just had a setup. No, I, no more of like, I just thought of like five moments from Psych and I didn't put them on my list. Yeah. And I'm just like... And it's very also, hard. I had to limit myself to one per show. I almost did one per show. I have one, sh two shows, but I have two because... You know, I was pulling from memory, and I felt like that was a really good way to judge that they were really some of my favorites. Uh, so you're up. Yeah. And if you would like, you can also let us know if you would like us to do our favorite movie moment. <gasps> That's different. It was easier, and also my list would consist of so much Star Trek. <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to cross off things so I can remember. Um, I From Scotland. <laughs> Aye. That's where I'm going to go. Um, Alright, so this was... I was choosing between two moments. Well, I got uh, an honorable mention, so feel free. Okay. So, I am going to Stranger Things. Okay. And my honorable mention, I think, has to be... Um, what was pretty much the, like the highlight of season two for me, which was the reveal of, of Babysitter Steve, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> where he gets the the bat and he has all the things that he's just like trying to babysit them to the best of his ability. Just a great shot. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing and it's the highlight and it made me love Steve forever and ever. Uh, I really want to cosplay Steve. I want to cosplay him as that version of him, and then I want us to do both the normal and the gender-bent version of him and Robin. And since that was pretty much the highlight of season two for me, I had to mention it. But the moment I'm going to say for, like, most memorable that I really liked is from season three, which um, has a bunch of great moments. I almost chose Eleven and Max um, with their, I dump your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost chose that because, like, it's super funny. But I really, really liked the way that they handled the uh, Steve and Robin. Like, that moment. The scene in the bathroom? The scene in the bathroom. Yeah. That was such a good scene. And it was, like, what sealed my love for Steve Harrington. Because he could have been a jerk. Like, he was... I hated him all of season one. Until the very, very end. I... I... I disliked him most of season one. But then I realized, like, he's still got... He's still doing well in his charisma roles. And so <laughs> I don't think I hate him as much as I'm supposed to. And then they realize, oh yeah, he's not the worst dude. So let's make him a good dude. That's one of those things where like, now he's still an asshole, but like he's a he's a one with a heart of gold, and he means well with anything. He's just like snarky, and yeah, unlike you, Billy, who's just an asshole. So you like the the dark haired men with lots of sass and snark. Which is similar to Stark. 
maybe I have a type of character I'm drawn to more than others. If we made a list of my favorite characters, a lot of which are male because we don't have a lot of really great female characters, they're getting better at it, but there's the reason there's a lot of male characters out there that I would list over female characters because of the lack of development of female characters. But if we made a list, um, you would see a hell of a lot of similarities in a lot of them. Uh, I'm just impressed you made all of that in one breath. (laughs) (laughs) Feminism has power, including lungs. Um, but yeah, so I would list that as one of my favorite moments because I just thought it was really, really well done and I like both of them a lot and I think that it could have gone like really badly and I think it went really well. Yeah, it was definitely my favorite moment in, in that season as well. My favorite moment. My favorite moment. Trista and Orin. Okay, I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I'm, I'm all with you. That, like, just, that was the meatiest acting scene. Mm. It was just... Two people doing acting stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's one. Uh, is from season one of True Detective. A show I have not seen. No, and I don't know if you will. Uh, uh, it might not. frustrate you to the point where you cannot watch. It was more of, I tried the first like two episodes of True Detective and I was like, meh. But there is a, I think it's episode four, I want to say. Uh, but there's a seven minute shot of them like busting these people like a big drug bust and things go awry but it's all one shot it's seven minutes long and it's just like your heart is pounding the entire time uh so not only from a technical standpoint is it amazing but just from uh viewing like as a viewer it's it's so intense Mm -hmm. and they manage to just keep you on the edge of your seat for that long without breaking and it's just like oh like you feel just as exhausted as the everyone involved mm-hmm. in the in the shot are, and it's just it's just pure television gold in my opinion. Uh, you're just following uh, Matthew McConaughey's character as he goes through and tries to handle this bus that you know things go south really quickly, but he manages to you know mostly succeed. But gosh, it is just. Like, just think about it, I'm tired now. <laughs> uh, and so, if any of you have seen season one of True Detective, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, but it's just, it's just good TV. <laughs> so I hear. It was too slow for me. But I appreciate that, and I think I would like that scene. Yeah, I mean, I, like, that is something that I would, if I were teaching a film class, I would show, you know, that sort of thing, where it's just like, look at all these things, look at what they managed to do, Technically, now let's look at how this works uh, story-wise and, and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's just, mwah. Mwah. Yeah. Cute. Your turn. Okay, my turn. My favorite moments. Trista and Orin. You did it once. I'm. You make me. I'm doing it again. It is not the origin. Is not from there. The origin is from My Little Pony. Nope. Too bad. It's no. been replaced. No, too bad. I love My Little Pony, and you can't not replace it in my heart with your D&D song. Oh, you're saying that My Little Pony is better than D&D? I'm saying that I have more of a connection to that than I do to Trista and Orin. Well, that I feel bad for you. Well, I didn't play the Zelda campaign. I have no hair to flip. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I flip my beard. (laughs) No, that means something else. I know it (laughs) Uh, okay, this is one where I have to be kind of vague because Casey is currently watching through uh, Steven Universe. 
but I had to include it on this list. It's also one of my favorite uh, joke uh, memes, I guess, uh, that I've seen people make videos of on like Tumblr, which uh, is really fun, but I can't go too much into that. But if you have seen this, you probably know what I'm talking about. So Steven Universe in the finale of season four has the she's gone moment and man, it punches you in the gut and it's just like it's been the buildup of some of the entire like subplots of the shows and it is gold. It is 100% gold storytelling buildup character payoff and everything and it's like a moment of a horror movie inside Steven Universe and it's crazy. When does this happen? The finale of season four. Oh, okay. So I'm getting close. You're almost there. But um, I, I don't want to give too much context to it. When we watch it, I will let you know. And then I will play you the video because it makes me laugh. And it shouldn't because it's two of the saddest moments in the show <laughs> put together. But it's hilarious. And for you Gabriel Iglesias out, fans out there, because you made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it takes a Pearl song and that moment and puts them together. And it's just really funny. But, yeah, so the She's Gone moment in Steven Universe in the finale of season four is just, like, pure storytelling gold. I love it. It's so good. And it, that, if you want to talk about, like, tension, I had so much tension during that moment being like, what is happening? What is happening? What, what is happening? <laughs> and it was, it was worth every second of it. So, speaking of uh, good storytelling, uh, my next moment is probably, I think, as far as writing goes, maybe one of the best episodes of television ever written. Uh, I believe it is the finale, because I, I know like some parts were like right before the finale, the episode before, but the end of season one of Luther. Mm -hmm. uh, and for those of you who have seen it, I'm, I also have to be vague. Uh, just that heartbreaking moment of you're just like, no, did this really happen? Did they do? Did they really do this? Mm -hmm. uh, and then Luther finding out about it, and you're just like, ah, uh, just the agony of what you've just witnessed is just like one of the most heartbreaking, but just so well, like, just every like every muscle in my heart was just like. It just imploded. It just, like, from the inside. <laughs> We've discovered that if Casey's heart, like, deflated, it would make that sound. Yeah. Explode or implode, it would just be a fart sound. Yep. Because uh, that is the sound of your heart. Like, just that whole episode is just tight writing from beginning to end. Like, you know, my last one was the, the seven minutes of True Detective with just the heart-pounding mm -hmm. stuff. This was just the whole episode is just so exhausting. Uh, and it's exhausting to the characters. It's exhausting to the audience. It's just like, whoa, I'm feeling all the things. The writing is so good, but I hate you. <laughs> uh, like, the the whole show is really good. I still need to watch the the last season, which I guess is the last season. I'm not sure. Uh, but nothing ever quite topped the finale of season one. Just like, ah. And there are ramifications for that. And that is basically all of season two 
is ramifications from that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Man, BBC can deliver sometimes. Yeah, they, they do. Uh, yeah, so Luther season one finale. The particularly heartbreaking moment. Cool. All right, well, let's let's stay with the BBC okay. for uh, a little bit. And I'm going to talk about uh, one of my favorite moments from Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Who. Uh, one, I could just talk about the entire episode of Blink. Because it's great. It is a fantastic moment of television. But I'm going to pinpoint specifically the moment she realizes what's happening when she's having the conversation with the doctor on the DVD and it's just back and forth and she's just like, she's answering things and the guy's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to write this down. And, he, and she's like, what? She's like, I'm recording inside the conversation. And then she starts to put together like, it's all me. It's because he wrote it down. So you have this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing. And I just, I love time travel and I love when things just like fit together so much. And it's like that. There are so many great moments in that, that like connect, like the moment with the guy in the hospital is also really great. And like just the angels themselves are like pure horror gold and just amazing. But I'm gonna... The lights on, lights off part is probably my favorite, as terrifying as it is. Yes, that that is very scary. Um, when they're shaking the TARDIS, that part. Uh, where it's like the lights go out for a second, and then they're closer, and yeah. then they get closer and closer. Because yeah, you can't see them. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's great. But I just really love the moment of her communicating with David Tennant through yeah. the TV. It's good. It's really good. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna go a little bit away from the dramatic and the horror and go a little lighthearted uh, in a show that isn't always like that. But I'm gonna go with Angel. Oh yeah. Specifically, when he gets into a fight as a puppet it, with I, Spike. I almost wrote the puppet episode. <laughs> <laughs> that specific moment where he is in charge of an evil law firm turned into. Angel helps people. Uh, isn't it Wolfram and Hart? Yeah, Wolfram and Hart is yeah. the, the, the the law firm. firm. Yeah. And everyone just pokes their head oh, out yeah. to the hallway yeah. as they see their boss, who has been turned into a puppet, fighting the bleached blonde Spike. vampire, just duking it out in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I legitimately almost wrote down that whole episode. It, it's my favorite episode, but it's my favorite moment of the show, bar none. I mean, there are some great moments in that show. It's one of my favorite shows ever. Uh, with like, That's why I love a show that has the funny and the dramatic, and that's why I've gotten so much love for Critical Role lately, because mm -hmm. it's like I like having all of it. Me Give too. me all the things. The action, the adventure, the, the drama, the comedy. I like it when it's just all together. And that is just my favorite moment in the whole show. Let us know if you would like us to list our favorite critical role moments, because we could do that too. Good. Is, is that Yeah, that's it. Okay. I'm just I'm just playing the, the scene in my mind. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all <laughs> right. <a> puppet. <laughs> well, let me talk about the one I wrote down that was instead of the puppet. <laughs> okay. I wrote down uh, Once More with Feeling from Buffy. Okay. Uh, which is the musical episode, which again the whole thing is great, and I love Buffy. Buffy was one of the first like genre shows I really got into, 
Um, but unlike you being like, I'm going to take the serious show and talk about the, the really funny moment, I'm going to take this really funny episode talk about the really serious moment. Because <laughs> there's some really great things. Spike song, and that is a jam, and I listen to it anyway. I listen to a lot of those songs anyway, but his is like really, really good. Um, which is on par because he can sing really well. Um, there's a whole bunch of really great stuff in that episode, but the part that I really like is, like, the sudden, like, tonal shift. Because how much do you care about spoilers on Buffy? Uh, keep it fairly vague. I don't know if you can, but... Uh, maybe. Uh, I will try my best. So, it, it's her, this whole episode takes place as she's dealing with the ramifications of, like, the big end plot point of the previous season. And so, if you know Buffy, you know what that plot point is. And so, it's it, she's been dealing with it and has not been communicating it to anyone else around her. She's been dealing with it internally, and she's been dealing with it with her relationship with Spike, sort of. I think I know what it is because of, you know, because of Angel and just I don't know being you know. in a musical show about Buffy. I don't know so, what it is. I mean, I guess you can go ahead. And... I mean, I don't want to spoil it. I know something, so it's okay. probably Okay, but so... They go through all this, and then they're fighting the demon that's making all the musical stuff happen. And the song goes from this whole thing, and she starts, she's doing her, like, you know, da 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 and it goes into the sad part about how I, I live in hell because you pulled me out of, I don't want to spoil it, it but she, the line is mostly, I live in hell because you pulled me out of this place, and so... It's, it's her revealing to them that, like, you know, she was good, and then they, like, specifically her friends, thinking that they were helping, pulled her out of, like, the perfect place for her. And, like, she was happy, she was with people she loved, and they pulled her back into reality and all of that, and... It's this sudden tonal shift, and it's crazy. Like it, it's it's such a like heart wrenching moment, and you just see it all in their faces because like it's been like a fun episode of like let's sing and dance, and we have to save everybody from this bad guy so no one dies. But hey, sing and dance, and then oh dang, no, we did something really bad to our best friend. The end. Not the end, because my next pick does the exact same thing. Oh, yeah? And I'm picking the moment where that exact same thing happens. We're all having fun and silly games as part of my favorite episode of the show. And then they just go, okay, here's one of our biggest, biggest reveals ever yeah. in our funny episode. And I am talking about changing channels from Ooh. Supernatural. That is my Supernatural episode. Uh, I almost went with one of the parts from... Uh, well... Save it, because maybe it's the one that I picked from Changing Channels. <laughs> oh, you also picked Changing I Channels? Well, I knew we would have at least one overlap. Yeah. No, I was thinking of like, one of the other episodes I might have picked. Oh, okay. Either The French Mistake or... Uh, I forget the name of the episode, okay. but it's the repetition. It's the heat of the moment. Oh! Oh! The name oh, of the episode oh. is... Mystery Spot. Mystery Spot. Thank you. Ooh. Oh, that's... I forgot. That's such a good episode. Yeah. But... Uh, Pig in a poke. It it was either uh, uh, there were a couple moments that it almost was with uh, Dean looking in the sitcom camera and going "son of a bitch" yeah as his catchphrase, or Sam getting hit in the nuts, or saying that he has herpes on television. 
but I think I'm going to have to go Let's with... Let's make a joint one, then. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, I will say the rug pull at the end, revealing that the trickster mm-hmm. is, in fact, spoilers... It was, like, ten, literally ten years ago, but spoilers... The angel Gabriel. Yep. And you're just like, what? This all in one episode? Like, Sam just got hit in the nuts on a Japanese game show, and now he's a web what? Yeah, that's what I'm picking. What moment did you pick? I picked Sam having to say he has herpes. Okay. <laughs> it's it's one of those things I think about it when I need to feel nice and I, be happy. It does happen. It does pop up in my mind in random Spots. It does, and it's just funny to me because, like, I think about that, and then it reminds me of the time that Jensen Ackles got informed that his picture was being used to, like, promote Viagra without his knowledge, and then I can just have, like, a, a loop of, oh my goodness. <laughs> but, no, that was that was one of my more lighthearted picks, because that episode is amazing. I almost, I consider the part in French Mistake where he watches himself on Days of Our Lives... <laughs> with like the most meta moment ever and says we need to get the hell out of here <laughs> uh but yeah i here's the thing i do love supernatural i and i really want to finish it i did also consider the scooby-doo episode but uh there's a couple episodes i considered for supernatural like i i knew we were going to have an overlap with changing channels i yeah. knew that was going <laughs> to be in there like i knew it uh one of my other favorite uh moments is from uh, what's the name of the episode it's the one where and it's one of those things where like i can i pinpoint i think of it because it's one of my favorite episodes but it's not like i don't know if it has my favorite moments from it um which is where dean is dying and they have to get the reaper and they have to make the choice between like everyone getting what they need and people dying with the healer guy because like that episode is really good. Oh, there's so many. Okay, I there's so many episodes. We could do a, f- a full thing on Supernatural, but I would have to stick to the seasons I've seen because I haven't seen. Well, how about this? Review. It is on its last season, so maybe we can we can do one of those as mm-hmm. like a hurrah. Are you going to help me catch up? Uh, I can't do that for you. I know. <laughs> I don't have the time, but you have the Netflix for it. I know. It's one of my goals, but I don't. We'll see if I can do that. Um, but yeah, so. Then that was mine, so we're back to you again. Okay, cool. You have uh, how many left? Uh, I have one, two, four. Okay, yeah, so do you. Okay, uh, so I'm going to go with uh, another honorable mention. This is probably the funniest moment in this show for me, but it didn't get the... I decided not to make it my official pick for a reason I'll get into in a minute, but the honorable mention is from the office of Parkour. I don't know if you've seen that that bit. No. But it's it may be my funny my favorite cold open. Uh, that and the Backstreet Boys things are mm-hmm. probably my two favorite cold cold opens in any show. Uh, but it's just just pure hilariousness from like from the start of it until the intro music hits. Uh, but and you haven't gotten there. The next one you haven't gotten to either because we just start going through it. But. Uh, this episode was actually the first one I watched because the my I had satellite TV and it started eventually including a feature that would tell you which episode number it was. And it was wrong almost every time. <laughs> every time you check, it was totally off. But it said that this was the first episode, so I was like, okay, I can start watching The Office now. Uh, little did I know that it was the season premiere of season three 
but the title of the episode is called Gay Witch Hunt. Uh, and it involves Michael and Dwight looking to find out who in the office is gay. And the reason why this is my, it has my favorite moment probably in the, in the entire show is because there's one moment that is the funniest thing ever and is completely improvised and you can tell that it was improvised because the reactions are so real and genuine and it's absolutely hysterical and you will get there soon but yes if you've seen that episode you know exactly what i'm talking about one of the funniest things i've ever seen <laughs> and it was completely improvised really yep interesting good to know good to know good to know all right um so i it's so hard to pick because now i'm just thinking of other things that i also want to put on lists um like i uh i'm too bad I know, I made my list. I will stick to my list. Uh, I wanted to talk about Over the Garden Wall. Here, hold on. Here, audience, here you go. This is my gift to you. Now hold out your hand. There you go. That is a grain of salt. You may take this list with a grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> you may take this list as these are some of our favorite moments. Yep. Um, I want to talk about Over the Garden Wall, which is one of my favorite TV specials of all time. It's technically a miniseries. You can watch it like a movie. Um, there's so much good stuff in it, and there's so many, like, really great parts. Um, and I wanted, and I was trying to think, because the, the thing about it is, a lot of my favorite moments were the heavy moments of stuff, so I wanted to pick, like, a lighthearted one. And so, um, I could have picked, like, the mo like, the ending moment, like, the big character development moment at the end of Over the Garden Wall with, like, the kid in the snow, uh, if you've ever seen it. Um, I could have picked things about the frog and all that. Like, I could have just picked the opening song because the opening song is great. Um, and I almost just went with rock facts because that's a rock fact and it's important. But I'm going to go actually with the, uh, schoolhouse episode where, um, they're in the animal schoolhouse and they're having lunch and everyone's really depressed because the food is boring. And then, uh they start making up a song and the song is just like one of my favorite little things to like sing to myself and if you can't tell I like musical things um and it's just like potatoes and molasses if you want some come on just ask us potatoes and molasses I've heard you say those two words together in a sing song voice before yeah it, it's a song from that show and I love it and it's one of those things where like it 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 makes no sense. The song is not that great. The like it's it's definitely like a song made by a child, and it's it's just like a great moment. You like offbeat songs too. I do. That's I why like, like the Steven Universe songs too, because I have no idea what time signature they're doing ever. I know nothing about music. <laughs> I know what I like, and I like potatoes and molasses. Cool. <laughs> so guess what? This is a shock round, surprise, twist round for me. Is this the one that you replaced? Uh, no, that was uh, Walking Dead spoiler, the governor getting killed. I knocked that out for Drunk Monk. Ah, yes. <laughs> uh, but this one, I can't really decide between which one I like more. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to phone a friend. And by phone a friend, I mean look at the person to my left. 
And now they know where opinion. we are. <gasps> we record this in the same space. <laughs> uh, also, but... I am always on your left. <laughs> I am always on your left. Don't say it. On your left. <laughs> uh, there are two moments from Parks and Recreation. Mm -hmm. Uh, the first is, get on your feet. <laughs> the red carpet was too short to make it to the podium in the ice rink, and so everybody <laughs> can't seem to make it to the stage. Everyone keeps falling over. Champ little champion is doing yeah. his best to get up there, and it just keeps playing a loop of, get, get on your feet. feet, and then no one can make it. <laughs> uh, so that's probably like one of the funniest moments. Mm -hmm. Uh, if I had to narrow it down to something with like three seconds, it would just be Ben's face as he sits on the Iron Throne. But, uh, <laughs> the other moment that I picked, uh, so that I was kind of like weighing between, was your 10,000 candles in, in the wind. wind. Just the, everyone going, bye, bye, little Sebastian. Like that is just one of the best moments, but I think the get on your feet was one of the funniest <laughs> things. Uh, so, I'm asking for help on this one. I, You've been put on the spot. Get on your feet. <laughs> but it's not my choice. Uh, I so, think, I th a tie? I think a tie. Okay. As far as, like, just emotional things, that's definitely one of the best. And as far as the funniest, that's definitely also that. Yeah. So it is up to you all out there in Listen Land. Which you one? decide. <laughs> but yeah. Yep. Parks and Rec was a twofer. Parks and Rec. All right. Uh, two left. I'm going to go with uh, one of my favorite moments from Star Trek, which is from Star Trek Next Generation, because Star Trek Next Generation has my favorite storyline of like all the Star Treks. Tribbles. No. <laughs> Tribbles is in the uh, first series. Original series. Tribbles. I, I think series, season three. Um, but no, it's actually the Borg. The Borg. It's my favorite roller coaster ever. Every time you say that, I'm just like, the roller coaster, but then I change the name. Well, boo on them because the Borg are freaking awesome and they travel the world in a giant black cube. Um, that looks like a weird spaceship. Um, and there's the reveal, and I don't know, because I know you want to watch Next Generation. So I don't know, do you want me to say anything? Because I don't know how much... Is it like a big character reveal or something? Kind of. Like someone with okay. a Borg all along? No, it's the reveal of who gets turned into a Borg. Is it who I think it is? I don't know who you think You it can is. say who it is. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, you brought this on yourself. When it's revealed that Picard is now a Borg. Okay, I have seen that. Okay. So, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Picard because I've seen I've yep, seen him then, like Yeah. So as he a gets Borg. turned into a Borg and then that's the whole thing about like saving him and then that's why like the relationship with Seven of Nine is so interesting and it's like a whole thing and it's my favorite storyline. I had it on VHS way way back when I had the box set of that specific like series of episodes and I just love it I want to do a costume of 
the normal Borg. I want to do the queen of the Borg. And I just want to do it all because it's so freaking amazing. And it's just like the moment is just so heartbreaking. And his like recovery and all that kind of stuff is just, it's crazy. And you know there's a recovery because now he has another show coming out where he's not a Borg. Yeah. So. It's just interesting that my introduction to those and the thing that I knew before I'd watch any Star Trek at all was about the Borg. Because it was the roller coaster. And it's still, to this day, my favorite roller coaster. My favorite roller coaster is the Hulk. Yay! <laughs> okay. Borgs. Borgs. Right. Your turn. So, uh, two more left. Yep. This one is a spoiler for Breaking Bad. I, I know all of the spoilers for Breaking Bad. Great. Because here's the thing. People sucked at keeping those from anybody. I managed to not get any spoilers from Breaking Bad. And it was worth it. Uh, I'm Look, I really enjoy the show. I'm not as, like, best show ever as much as other people are by a lot. But the particular moment, again, spoilers are coming, when Gus gets killed, I think, is one of the coolest, just biggest, best payoffs ever. Uh, he just, this, you, you take this guy who's just been just this terrifying presence mm -hmm. for so long and just a thorn in the side, uh, to, uh, to, uh, Walt for forever, to Walt and Jesse forever. And he finally managed to, manages to one up him and there's a giant explosion and you're like, Oh, he just blew up. Gus, his main threat. That's done. That's it. But then Gus walks out looking straight up like Two-Face. Oh, I've seen the pop figure for that. Not dead. He straightens his tie and then falls over dead. Oh, wow. And it's just like, uh, just, doom. Like, there was clearly more that story that had to be told. Because mm -hmm. uh, that was the season four finale and they had one more season to do. As like there needed to be the fallout of it and have him as you know the mm -hmm. the his head, final descendant to the crazy. yeah uh, but that just that moment was just like holy crap and just to have him well I was like is he not dead and that's what everyone like when you see that you're like did he somehow survive this is he just gonna be two faced now <laughs> is what is it oh he's dead wow <laughs> he just he doesn't say a word he just straightens his tie Fun and fact, dies the spoiler alert for for that was the pop figure yeah that came out of him with the half face yep i have seen that pop it's great <laughs> it is it's really weird when you have no context for it yep uh but yeah that was like one of my top moments in tv ever ever and i have one left after you cool we're going to return to my other one that had two but they're two different doctors so <laughs> i think it's okay um so we talked about one of my favorite moments from David Tennant. So we're going to jump ahead to Matt Smith. Is it Vincent and the Doctor? It is Vincent and the Doctor. And it's so Vincent and the Doctor is one of my favorite Doctor Who episodes of all time. It makes me cry. Uh, it makes me just have all of the emotions and all of the feelings. And I really want the version of the sunflower painting from that show that has the for Amy written on it because... <laughs> I have no idea why you would want that. I don't know either. Why? Why? Um, but the final scene from that episode, and I don't want to spoil it for you because I know you're going to watch it, 
but you have the final moment with Vincent as he looks around and just like the the feelings on his face and the feelings on the face of uh, the doctor and Amy because like you know what happens to Vincent Van Gogh no matter what and like the whole thing is Amy really wishes like she could change fate and it's one of those things where like you can't sort of and it's really funny because like the his fate comes around in a specific way in the show and very right around when uh that episode came out there was a thing about like a new discovery that could have said something different about the way that Vincent Van Gogh actually died, like the reasonings for it, that went so much more in line with the Doctor Who episode. And I was like, they actually did something. They made that change. But like that last moment is just like, it's so touching to me because he really, he like, he's my favorite painter. And like, I, his, his struggles really resonate with me as a person with like artistic, like, leanings and like that's the way that my brain works and seeing how he had to battle with it all and everything seeing that and then having that moment at the end of that thing like I cry every single time because it, it's just like so touching and so heartbreaking all at once and you're just like man and the guy who plays him is so good and I've seen him in like maybe one or two other things but like he he looks so much like him and he does such a great job and it's just like it's one of like the most touching moments from Doctor Who for me. So, yes, are we gonna take a turn? Uh, no, I was gonna say just as uh, an announcement for you, you do not like flowers as gifts. No, I do you not. You do not like them. You do not need them. It's made my job so much easier. I told Casey when we first met that you were just giving me a bushel of death. <laughs> yep. And in that same token, I do not like ears. So do not <laughs> give me an ear as a gift. <laughs> I do not need them. I have no place to put them. I do not want them say my name. <laughs> okay? Okay. Deal. I Can't give you change. no flowers. You give me no ears. <laughs> it can do. Very well then. Good talk. Uh, my last one, which may, I mean, I know we're not ranking this, but it may be the strongest contender for my favorite moment. Uh, surprise. Game of Thrones. Ooh. Yep. Controversial. Now. Yeah. <laughs> but before it was, uh, when it was still being like, best show ever stuff, The Battle of the Bastards. Uh. That show, that episode made me get off of my seat and shout at the TV and punch the air repeatedly in uh, solidarity with Jon Snow. Uh, so I almost would pick the part where he just punches the crap out of him because to me that was more satisfying even than the dogs. Uh, but I'm going to say the <sighs> moment in that episode. Where he is just being pummeled to oh, the ground and being yeah. stepped on, and he manages to make it, like, just literally above the surface where he can breathe mm -hmm. to all of the war that's happening around him, to where he's been pushed in yeah. to this point. Um, there was a part... So I was in... Uh, <laughs> I was, he was in a musical. Yes. Uh, and it was a Game of Thrones musical that covered season one. I played Bran Stark, and this... And laugh at everyone who thought that that was a silly part then. Yep. 
Revenge. Ow. I am the winner. I'm sorry. I bumped <laughs> you. Uh, but that season was going on. Season six was going on as we were doing the show. And so there's a moment in the this show where Catelyn Stark is just smothering me, just like, oh, my baby, my baby, and just like literally covering my face to where I can't breathe with all the love that she's smothering me with. And I decided after that show, uh, after that episode aired, I emerged from her coddling went, <gasps> like as I just emerged from the battle. Uh, but yes, that that episode from beginning to end is just a lot. <laughs> but to me, it is probably my favorite episode of TV ever. Uh, and that moment is the one that just kind of sums everything up and just like the holy crap. Like, they made this. This is television. This is not even a movie. This is TV. Holy crap. What is that? Like, oh my gosh. That one. So, there you go. That's mine. Sorry it came, not at the end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, those have been 20 excellent TV moments. Woo-woo. Uh, if you liked it, please let us know and let us know if you'd like us to do another 10 amazing TV moments or 10 of our favorite moments from TV or movies or other mediums that are, exist out there in the world uh, at 10 large. favorite poops. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, that, is, that will not be coming to you anytime soon. And you can let us know by using hashtag TalkNerdyToMeBaby. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter, you can find me at AmarieByTheSea. I am the same on every social media. And I am Case Crusader on all of the things. And you will hear us again next week, even though we cannot hear you. If you rate and review this podcast, we will know that you were there. Until next time, goodbye. Bye. My favorite ending. Just ten or. <laughs> <laughs>